0: Welcome to This Miraculous Life, broadcasting and recording live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Oliveri Olumba, and this show is all about tuning in with the miraculousness of life and liberating yourself from the bullshit that gets in the way of that. I have my master's degree in positive psychology, which is the scientific study of human thriving, and I have a life coaching practice here in Washington, D.C., and the goal of this show is to help us experience each and every day of our lives as what it truly is, which is a profound, miraculous gift. That being said, as I think all human beings know, I know my, myself Uh, knows this, there is tons of bullshit, stress, expectations, social pressures, stories, you name it, bills, whatever, that get in the way of us remembering that life is a profound, miraculous gift. So each week we address one of those pieces of bullshit And how to get it out of the way. So first of all, I want to remind everyone that you have an opportunity to send me a letter or a note um, asking about any challenge, pain, difficulty, bullshit that you are experiencing in your life to get some advice, feedback about how to move it out of the way of inhibiting you experiencing your life as miraculous or just how to deal with it in general so you can always email me at sarah s-a-r-a at this miraculous dot com sarah at this miraculous dot com or you can follow me on instagram my instagram handle is just this miraculous life and you can always send me a direct message and i'm always excited to respond to people's real life challenges worries And also the good stuff. So anything that you are wondering about, feel free to send it over to This Miraculous Life. That being said, today we are continuing our series of happiness life hacks. And we have been talking about sort of the power of positivity as well as the power and the weight of negativity. And last week we talked about how to overcome the brain's natural negativity bias, which means the brain is naturally inclined to spend more time, energy, memory, et cetera, on negative or bad experiences than it is on positive experiences. And we're more likely to even notice negative than positive experiences. And this may be adaptive for our survival, but it is certainly not adaptive for our happiness, for our mood, and for our sense of thriving. And so if we do want to do more than just survive in life, we have to implement strategies to combat this natural negativity tendency. Uh, And so last week we talked about How to prompt your brain to do exactly that. Now this week, we are going to talk a little bit more about exactly how much positive one needs in their life and in their relationships in order to feel that they are genuinely thriving. So here's what the research says. An individual person must report or demonstrate when they are being observed in a research study that they are experiencing at least a ratio of three positive emotions to every one negative emotion in order for them to hit that tipping point Where they begin to tap into the benefits of happiness and thriving. And some of those benefits are A, just reporting that you are, you know, that you're doing well in life. I think happiness is a word that we use for this. There can be other words reporting that you're thriving, that you're having a good life. Um, Other benefits are that when you reach that three to one positive to negative emotional tipping point, you become more resilient to stress. You are better able to handle and navigate stressors in your life. You don't get sick as easily or as frequently. Um, you also have, <clears throat> you can literally see more possibility. They've done research that shows that when you are in a more positive mood, when you're experiencing positive emotion, your peripheral vision literally increases, whereas when you are experiencing more negative emotion, you you literally have more of a tunnel vision. You can see less through your eyes. And these benefits are significant because they allow us to experience life more healthfully, More joyfully, but they also, you know, to the point about having a wider view of what is there and what is possible. This also translates into a wider view of what's possible in the mind. So, creativity. And in order to get ourselves unstuck, in order to progress, in order to create, it is often essential. To have this widened view of what is possible in our environment, what's possible for our lives, what are all of the possible solutions to this problem that we're faced with. And if we are consistently at that three to one ratio, we will be able to generate more ideas about the possibilities for how to solve problems, You know how to proceed, what we could do in our lives etc. So so the bottom line is that this 3 to 1 ratio is something to consider understanding that there it's not just some arbitrary okay you know you you, you have to you have to be more positive than negative. Well, what does that mean? Well, specifically the research has found, and by the way, there's been there's been some controversy and debate around whether this three to one ratio is really as precise as they say, whether all of the math was done correctly. Uh, to be honest, I frankly don't care that much about that controversy because I think if if this three to one ratio was identified in the first place, it basically means to me that that is essentially the minimum of what our brains need in order to feel like we're thriving and tap into the benefits of thriving. So regardless of whether it's, it's precise that for every human being on Earth, If they are at a three to one positive emotion to negative emotion ratio, they're going to report that they're thriving or not. I think that this gives an excellent baseline, an excellent foundation on which for us as individuals to understand our emotional experiences and the effect that those emotional experiences have, and also for how to begin to curate and intentionally create a certain emotional experience for ourselves that is going to help us to thrive, right? So I really love this information about the three to one ratio because it indicates, okay, exactly how powerful is negative emotion? Well, it's about one negative emotion is about as powerful as three positive emotions. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that makes it pretty straightforward. So, okay, that is good to know. Now, the next thing is that it, it lets us understand that in order to feel like we're having a good life, in order to thrive, in order to tap into the benefits of thriving, it's not that, you know, A, we certainly can't have more negative than positive, but also if our negative and positive emotions are about equivalent, which I think is how a lot of people perceive their lives, that's not going to be good enough. You know, that is not thriving. We're not going to be able to tap into those benefits, But it also lets us understand that as individuals, the ratio of positive to negative emotions doesn't have to be like 30 to 1 or even 10 to 1. So even though having equivalent amounts of positive to negative emotional experiences is not quite good enough, what is good enough is not that much more positive. So to me this three-to-one ratio is actually rather accessible. It's not that we just have to have positive emotions all day, every day, about everything, and there's no space for negative. No, like about a third of our experiences every day can be negative, and we can still thrive. And I think that that is empowering, and it also makes a lot of sense. So, What can we do with this information? Well, as you can tell, based on the ratio, there are essentially two routes to achieving at least a three to one ratio. One is to increase the amount of positive emotion that you have, and the other is to decrease the amount of negative emotion. Now, to me, it is much more important to focus your energy at least first on increasing positive emotion. Number one, you have a whole lot more control over that. You cannot always and often cannot prevent stressors, bad experiences, pains, hurts, disappointments, failures from entering into your life. And and I actually think trying to prevent those things can become very limiting and sort of put you in a box. We talk talk in this show often about the concept of our demons, the values we orient around that don't necessarily serve us well. And one that I find people often orient around that does not serve them well is self-protection, which is really trying to avoid having any negative experiences or failures or getting rejected etc. and that I believe is a very limiting approach to life. So I really don't don't much recommend focusing putting your primary focus on diminishing the negative. That being said, since we're on the subject, if you were going to diminish the negative, there are pretty much only two things that I think are reasonable and effective. And those two things are, number one, making sure that you have the perspective that you want to have. So consistently checking in with yourself to find out, am I scanning the environment that I'm in for the good or am I scanning the environment that I'm in for the bad? And what that really translates into is, asking ourselves when we're experiencing and when we're noticing things that feel negative to us is whether that negativity we're experiencing is necessary or gratuitous, which is something we've discussed in the show before. Necessary negativity is the feeling that we have when we experience something that is genuinely hard, disappointing, painful. Gratuitous negativity is the negative emotion that we have when we experience a minor negative event and we allow ourselves to experience a disproportionate negative emotion so this would be for example uh, if, someone, if, if someone cuts in front of us in traffic and no one is hurt no one is danger but we're annoyed And it just kind of bothers us. A gratuitous negative reaction would be to yell to ourselves, to continue ruminating about how mad we are at this person and how our commute has been delayed by 30 seconds for the entire rest of the ride. And then to enter work or enter wherever we're going saying to ourselves, you know, this is a bad day, bad things are happening to me. And, you know, that, that that's just how my day is going so far. That would be gratuitous negative emotion. On the other hand, you know, if we, for instance, apply for a promotion and then our boss turns us down for the emotion it and we feel You know, we feel disappointed. We want to talk about it maybe with this particular boss, really understand why we didn't get the promotion, talk about it with our spouse. And, you know, maybe for the next few days, we have a hard time feeling as encouraged and as motivated at work. That would be necessary negativity. You know, we we would have to, if we're going to continue in that role, find ways to tap into optimism and hopefulness. And that's why I think in that instance, it would be good to have a conversation with the boss so that we don't feel like our growth is limited forever. But the point being that having some negative emotion about getting turned down for a promotion, And that negative emotion being, you know, fairly significant, maybe not lasting for months, but maybe days or even weeks, although hopefully if it's lasting weeks, we would take some action to be able to transform that negative emotion, tap into at least a positive emotion simultaneously with it. That would be necessary negativity. And that's not something... You know, the only way the the example of how we could have avoided that would have been to not apply for the promotion. And that is not a good solution. <laughs> so so number 1, if you are going to try to diminish the negative emotion that you're experiencing, the first and foremost way to do that is to just check your perspective, make sure that you're not scanning the environment for the negative, and when you are feeling negative, check in with yourself to really be honest about whether the negativity that you are feeling and expressing is necessary or gratuitous. And then the second way that I think is reasonable to try and mitigate or minimize the negative emotion side of our ratio is to do an exercise where you Go through everything that you do each day for, let's say, three days. Ideally, you would do it for a week when you have a typical week. This is what my typical week looks like. This is what I typically do on Mondays, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then you would write down each of the things that you typically do every hour of the day, even every down to every 15 minutes. You would write down, what am I doing at this time each day? And how did I feel at that time? Okay. And then through doing that, through noting, uh, I call it a, a, a day reconstruction. So you're reconstructing, this is exactly what I did each day this week. And typically when we do that, what we will find is that we have routines, we have patterns. Each and every day of our life does not look completely unfamiliar and very often within those routines and patterns there is a consistent place in our in our very routine that causes us to experience a negative emotion okay now that's significant because if we are experiencing negative negative emotion let's say going back to the commute example Every day on our commute, every single day, this on our commute, we feel frustrated, annoyed, you know, angry. Okay, this is important to know because that means if we're experiencing that every single day of our lives, that repeated pattern is accounting for a great deal of the stress and the negativity in our lives. And since it's a pattern, as opposed to an unexpected negative event, there might be something that we can do to mitigate that negative experience. And if we can mitigate that negative experience, because this is a recurring source of negativity, the benefit of mitigating that experience will be huge because we might've just eliminated 25% of the negative emotion that we experience every week. So it is meaningful And it's worthwhile to find if there are patterns or routine places in our day-to-day life where we're consistently experiencing a negative emotion. And if there is, to figure out what we can do to change that pattern. Because if there are places where the negative emotion is a pattern that's something that we do want to tackle. So for example, with the commute, with the commute instance. If we do our day reconstruction and we realize every day on my commute I start to feel angry, frustrated, annoyed, impatient, etc. We can think about, okay, so what could I do differently to make my commute or my experience of my commute more positive? Feel more pleasant, and we could come up with a variety of solutions. You know, maybe it means that we listen to a favorite podcast during our commute every every day. Maybe it means that we listen to a guided meditation um, during our commute every day. You know, not the kind that you close your eyes <laughs> for, of course, if you're driving. Uh, but you know, some, something that is relaxing, soothing, that prompts your brain to think in a certain way. Uh, Maybe you call a loved one on your commute every day, or maybe you do change your commute. Maybe when you do this day reconstruction and you realize that driving to work every day is accounting for 20% of the negative emotion that you experience each and every week, then it becomes clear that the 20 or even 30 minutes that you're saving by driving yourself to work as opposed to taking the bus or taking the metro might not be worth it because even though you would add 20 30 however many minutes to your commute by taking public transportation if you were taking public transportation you could relax you could just sit and read your book or watch something on your phone or listen to your podcast without having to worry about anybody cutting in front of you in traffic. So it could also be an opportunity to rethink how your commute is designed and what your priorities are. So this is just an example of something in a day reconstruction that could be accounting for a great deal of negativity and some examples of how one might mitigate it once that's discovered. So those are the only two routes that I really do recommend for minimizing the negative emotion side of the ratio. So, those are those are really the only two the two pathways towards diminishing negativity that I recommend. And then the other side is of course increasing the positive. And this is the part where you actually have even more room to play, more room to manipulate this side of your ratio because you can much, e- much more easily create something that isn't there than eliminate something that is there, right? So how can we, once, once we realize that this three to one ratio is necessary in order to thrive, how can we increase positive emotion? Well, I think number one is coming back to the very same approach to mitigating the negative, which is perspective, checking in with ourselves to make sure that we are not scanning our environment for what's going wrong and rather prompting our brain. So this is where listening to last week's episode is a great tool to integrate into achieving this three to one ratio. So prompt our brain to scan the environment for the positive, to look for what's going well in our day, to notice the good things. And very often we will find that good things are there and we weren't even noticing them before. A couple of other things that can really help us to increase the positive side of our ratio. One is to simply be aware of the emotional experiences that we're having and to put it in the context of this 3 to 1 ratio. So if we're if we're aware that we are starting to feel really negative and that our day overall felt more negative than positive, we can do something about that. You know, we can plan an activity or a treat or a phone call or a song that we know is going to help us tap into a positive emotion. And this is a great thing to do. You know, it may sound overly simplistic or childish, but if you know, all right, I'm, I'm feeling a little more negative, I feel like there was at least a two to two ratio in my day today, then that is a great opportunity to say, well, what can I do this evening or what can I do tomorrow that I know is going to Elicit a positive emotion in me. And that could be anything from planning a get together with a friend to treating yourself to ice cream at lunch to listening to your favorite upbeat song on your headphones to calling someone who you always enjoy talking to on the phone. And all of those are things that you could easily do to just tap into a positive emotion that you are familiar with when you realize that your ratio might be a little off. And this is, you know, so this is something that you can integrate intentionally when you realize that you might be dropping below the tipping point. The third thing, sort of segueing using that information, is that yes, it's important to initiate opportunities for positive emotion when you realize that you're feeling a little down or feeling a little frustrated or a little bit more negative. It's also essential to have positive habits and routines that allow you to consistently tap into positive emotion on a daily basis. So this is integrating things into your everyday routine that you know there's pretty much a 90 to 100% chance that this particular activity is going to make you feel positive whether that be talking to your grandma on the phone every day or going to work out at the gym every weekday you know or walking to work or listening to a favorite playlist every day or giving yourself time to apply your lotion in a relaxed way every day, right? Whatever it is that you know, this thing always makes me feel good. This thing always makes me feel good. Some of those things, ideally more than one or two of those things, should be part of your everyday routine, such that you don't even have to think about it. You're not planning it, you're not scheduling it every day anew, you're not negotiating what time am I going to do this, with whom, where, etc. You just know, okay, every day I get up, I brush my teeth, I ride my bike to work. That is for me that is a source of positive emotion. I feel good when i ride my bike to work. i have the wind in my hair and on my face. that is consistently a source of positive emotion. you know, almost every weekday i go to my exercise class. 90% of the time or more, that makes me feel a positive emotion. it's not something that i think about anymore. it's part of my daily schedule. it's integrated in there. It, you know, my day is is built around it. i don't have to think about that too much. You know, whether it is coming home every day, I come home and I have this conversation with my husband or every day I come home and I read a favorite book, you know, or I read any book, you know, whatever it is that every night, every night before bed, I take a shower. This is true. That makes me feel relaxed. It makes me feel clean and fresh and just good and cleansed of the day and ready to go to bed. So all of these things are very simple and consistent behaviors that I can make a part of my daily life that I know are guaranteed to add to my positive emotion side of the equation on a day-to-day basis. And then the last thing that I'll share about increasing... The positive side of the emotional ratio is so scanning the environment. So the three things we've talked about so far are scanning the environment for what is going well and see episode last week about prompting your brain to be more positive. There's some great exercises in there for how to do this. Number two, when you notice that your ratio is getting low, so if you're feeling sad or grumpy etc. This is a great time to think about, okay, what is something that I know is going to be a source of positivity and do that. And then number three, have things that you know are going to be a source of positivity as part of your basic and unchanging daily routine so that you don't have to think much about it. And then the last thing, the third thing, is to keep in mind the range Of emotions that are positive emotions. So, positive emotion isn't just joy, isn't just fun, isn't just enjoyment. Positive emotion can also be feeling connected positive emotion can be feeling a sense of meaning positive emotion can be feeling a sense of purpose positive emotion can be feeling sentimental positive emotion can be feeling touched positive emotion can be feeling awe positive emotion can be feeling gratitude positive emotion can be feeling inspired you know so the list goes on and on and on and on and I would recommend actually looking up a list of positive emotions because there are like hundreds. And so the last thing I recommend is to expand your awareness of what all of the positive emotions are and being able to notice that increasing that positive emotion side of your ratio goes beyond just doing things that feel good on a daily basis And that increasing your positive emotion can be having a moment on your drive home from work when you realize that even though it is stressful as all hell and that you're burning the candle at both ends, that you have created a life that goes beyond your childhood dreams, you know? Or that you are doing a job that is truly meaningful and engaging to you, even if it is totally exhausting and deeply challenging, right? Those moments count as the positive emotion side. And in fact, they may even be have the potential to be more powerful than some of the simpler easier, lighter sources of positive emotion. Um, Another example could be even having a painful conversation with a friend, you know? Even if the content of the conversation is painful and difficult, it could be a positive emotion to feel that you have a deep connection with someone, you know, to feel the emotion of intimacy, Right? Or to feel like you have permission to be your authentic self, you know, to feel the emotion of acceptance, even in spite of the pain or negativity that you may be feeling. And those emotions, too, are positive emotions the emotion of acceptance, the emotion of connection, the emotion of inspiration, the emotion of feeling a sense of purpose right? And they don't always come with a sense of lightness and ease and fun. In fact, often it's the opposite. So the last thing that I recommend for increasing the positive emotion side of the ratio is to recognize the opportunity for positive emotion, even when that opportunity isn't what we traditionally think of as quote-unquote positivity. Even when it's not light and fun and easy, but even when the positive emotion is more deep and heavy, you know, those two increase that three to one side of the ratio. So they contribute to the three that you need to feel like you're thriving. So next episode, or at least within the the next couple of episodes, I want to teach us not just about how this ratio of positive to negative emotions applies to us as individuals, but how it applies to our relationships. And there are some distinct differences there. You'll see when we talk about that. That negative emotion is actually even more powerful when it comes to our relationships, which makes a lot of sense if you think about how much it affects you if you have a negative experience alone versus how much it affects you if you have a negative interaction with somebody else. So, what I want us to leave with today is that the happiness life hack we have is the understanding that in order to thrive, we need to have approximately three positive emotions to every one negative emotion that we experience. And knowing this, we can accept that negative emotion is okay and necessary and we don't have to eliminate it. But we can also take conscious action to tap into positive emotion consistently and to mitigate any unnecessary or recurring unnecessary negative emotion that we are experiencing. And just as a reminder, the ways that I suggested to do this are with negative emotion. One, check your perspective. Make sure you're not scanning for the negative and that the negative emotion you are experiencing is not gratuitous. And number two, go through your daily routine and see where you are experiencing negativity on a consistent basis and solve those, we call them in positive psychology, negativity landmines. With positive emotion, tap into more positive emotion by scanning the environment for what's going well, prompting yourself to do that. Maybe that's in the form of a gratitude exercise. Maybe it's just asking yourself, what is going well? Number two is to be able to have things in your back pocket that when you notice that your mood is going down, you can say, okay, I need a source of positive emotion and consciously plan or introduce something into your day or week that you know is going to make you feel positive. Number three, integrate those things that are consistent sources of positive emotion or reliable sources of positive emotion into your routine so that you are guaranteed to get at least a few of them every day. And number three, notice not just the light, easy, refreshing sources of positive emotion, but also the deep, heavy, significant sources of positive emotion that might not feel like what we typically think of as positivity. And remember that those count too, and that we can tap into those too. So thank you for listening today. And I hope that you are all able to achieve most of the time this three to one ratio and have a miraculous day. Thanks for listening to this program on full service radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.